If Nostr grows organically, then it will probably grow in a similar boom and bust cycles where some new app shows up and it attracts like the next 1 million or 5 million people. If Google starts banning Nostr websites, then it, it will die inevitably, like especially right now when it's so small. It in theory allows for a huge boost in innovation because like you don't have to spend money on acquiring users and getting data. You land you launch your app and it has access to all the data and all the users. I would say that Lightning has to be integrated into Nostr if the ecosystem is to like develop any further. Arthur Brueggemann is the CEO and founder of Nostr Band, a collection of search services designed for exploring the Nostr ecosystem. In our conversation, we got into the state of adoption and usage in Nostr today. We explored some of the challenges of getting new users to join Nostr and what some of the future catalysts might be that usher in the next wave of adoption. And we discussed why Nostr Band is focused on building a Nostr browser. If you enjoy this episode and if you learn something new, the best way you can show your support is by sending in sats over the Lightning Network. You can use any podcasting 2.0 app to do that. There are dozens of them out there, but my favorite one to use is Fountain. Before we get into today's show, just a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by Voltage. Voltage is the premier provider of Bitcoin and Lightning node infrastructure. Today's show is also sponsored by Stackwork. And Stackwork is a Lightning-powered transcription tool that takes the best of AIs and humans to create better, faster, and less expensive transcripts. We'll have more from Voltage and Stackwork later in the show. Arthur, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to cover Nostr and all the work you've been doing lately. You had a, a new release out in the last few days. I want to dive into that. But first, before we get into the company you're building, let's step back. I want to hear more about your background. I want to hear about how you first discovered Bitcoin, Lightning, and Nostr. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kevin. Um, yeah, let's start somewhere out there. So the Bitcoin, I think I heard of it like way before 2017, but around that time, I really like started uh, interacting with it. Uh, uh, we were building a crypto exchange uh, aggregation service, something like this, like my boss decided to build it and I was like the developer behind it. So I didn't, didn't really uh, uh, pay much, too much attention to it for a while. But then just due to the uh, need to interact with, with various cryptocurrencies, I had to like study what that thing is and uh, eventually pretty quickly uh, it became obvious that Bitcoin is the the solution to many of the world's problems. Year or two, I learned about Lightning, and uh, it got even more exciting because, like, Lightning seemed to solve the payments uh, problem that Bitcoin has. 
and the scalability problem. And uh, for several years, I was like uh, thinking about playing and trying to play with lightning in various ways. I built some, probably one of the first like lightning mobile apps that used uh, that sent custom data to like do message exchange over lightning. And, uh, I built some fun service that was called inbox fee where you could connect your Gmail account to this app and it would send a lightning invoice to every stranger that like tries to email you. That's so cool. Where, where, what, what was this app called? Inbox Fee? Yeah, inboxfee.com, I guess. Okay. I'm not sure if it's even live. Inboxfee.com, the, the website itself. No, it's not live. Uh, so, okay. Uh, so, the, I will kind of always had this, like, for several years, this idea that somehow lightning adoption is going to happen through some apps that are going to just integrate this thing behind the scenes and uh, uh, right before the Nostr like adoption uh, started going up i was building the not the lightning web search thing so the uh you would have to pay like a lightning invoice to uh, see search results. Basically it was called real search and uh, I released it and I posted it on stacker news and got some like eyeballs there. But then like in a week after the release, uh, Jack Dorsett started tweeting about Noster and uh, I decided to like build this search engine for Noster too, because it was open and very trivial to do, and I built it in a couple of days. And uh, and so from there, like in a week, uh, I bought it, Nostr.band domain name, and like turned this search engine into Nostr-focused one. And uh, yeah, uh, since very then, cool. I, I, I'm working on Nostr primarily. What was the... Catalyst. You mentioned Jack Dorsey started tweeting about it, but what, what was it that yeah. actually convinced you that you should be spending your time working on Noster? Yeah, so uh, I heard about Noster from one of the podcasts with uh, Ben Ark, uh, maybe six months before that. And I took a look at it, and uh, the spec made sense, and it was kind of pragmatic and uh, uh, seemed to have like some interesting set of trade-offs that could have worked, but I tried it and there was no one out there. So I abandoned it. And then when Jack Dorsey started tweeting about it, it the first thing I did was I was just try, trying to like get any users into something I'm building. Uh, that's why I like added the search over Nostr. And it took, took probably like a month until the January this year uh, to like 
get convinced that this is something interesting that is here to stay, let's say. Because like the momentum seemed to uh, continue and more developers were coming and more interesting people were coming and some investors were coming. So I guess it took, yeah, probably a month of like uh, watching this space, uh, mm-hmm. getting at, at least some roots. Now, can you give listeners a little background on Noster Band specifically? Just talk about exactly what the project is and does and how it's evolved over the last few months. Yeah, so the Noster Band is a Noster search. And uh, what it does, it connects to all the relays and uh, downloads all the events and aggregates them and uh, indexes them into a full text index and uh that's basically it like you if you need to find something out there anywhere on Noster you go to Noster band and you type the thing and it shows up and uh like the reason it's not like trivial not every client like can do it because Noster is centered around relays and there are many of them like a thousand maybe today and uh, and they all have like some subset of data. And if you want to do a search, you have to index all of them first before you can realistically like query all of them or the data that all of them have. And uh, so uh, that's where it started. And then we were adding interesting features like statistics where you can check how many followers someone has or how many zaps they received or how many retweets, reposts or something the some post had. Again, on Noster, you can't really get a global picture because all the data is scattered around among relays. So you have to like uh, download all the data first and process it before you can uh, calculate something that resembles resembles like global numbers and uh and then there is an api and then there is a trust rank because you have to like prioritize uh, good stuff above uh, spam and junk because Noster is an open network so anyone can post there were like people who created like a hundred thousand accounts in like a half an hour all following someone and uh, just for fun so you really have to like uh, have a gen- generic and scalable way to sort of push back against this. And right. So it kind of grew as this set of uh, services around aggregation and search, and uh, it's uh, we are still pursuing this direction and we are building the new version of the site that's going to be open source and that's going to be like not rely on our custom uh, middleware and be able to just connect to any relay that supports like uh, NIP 50 search queries. So very cool. Now, when I, I think when a lot of people hear you're building a search product, immediately the thing that comes to mind is Google. Now I know yeah. there's a lot of similarities and differences between Noster band, how ranking works, how trust works, and, and what Google has. 
Can you kind of do a rundown of the similarities and differences, given that you're building this on Noster and just talk about, you know, what is Google doing the same or differently as you, given the different kind of places you're building these products? Yeah, so the the huge difference at this point is that Google is indexing like the long form content where, uh, and on average, like a web page can have like 20 to 50 kilobytes of text. And so there is a lot of text there on the page. And so you do need like uh, various metrics like TF, IDF to like prioritize to decide whether this piece of text matches this query better than the other one. And uh, with Noster, with short messages, there is not much text in each message. So the uh, textual index is just very basic, like whether this word is in this note or not. That's that's like the criteria. So you don't really have the relevance sort of metric. You can't get much of the over-relevance metric from the text itself. And so the only thing you can really rely on is some form of trust page rank, trust rank something. Like the... Uh, that's the similarity, essentially. Like Google has both signals, the re- relevance inside the text, and then the page rank that it gets from the links. And on Noster, we really only have uh, page rank or trust rank from links uh, where like if a person is followed by a lot of other high quality accounts then his trust rank is high and then his post posts notes get high trust rank and uh, etc uh, so that's like the very basic things that I can say here. And of course, like I haven't come anywhere close to Google scale, even at the point when they started, when Google started, the web was approximately like a hundred thousand, a hundred million documents, as far as I know. And you can uh, multiply that by like every document being 50 kilobytes of text versus like one kilobyte on Noster. So we are probably two or three orders of magnitude smaller on Noster in terms of like the amount of textual data that you have to search through. So I would say like the search as a technical challenge is not very big on Noster. It just works and it was I was able to build it quite fast. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the bigger prob- problem, like like long term, will be the amount of spam and the uh, like. Right now, when you're searching for something, you are okay mostly with a, a reverse chronological order of results. Like you can, you are okay to just 
filter by date to find some node that you're looking for, probably. But if yeah. we, if Noster, if Noster scales by like thousand X, uh, then it probably won't work. And so how we are going to organize the, uh, product search product for people to like be able to find something is an interesting question. So the most obvious solution is to use, to search through some, only some circle of people that are posting that are related to this user, like the first circle whom he follows or like the second whom they follow, etc. But that's not trivial to implement. And uh, so, yeah, but those problems are like somewhere out there in the future and uh, uh, will be interesting right. to work on them. Now, when you think about Google as a business, it is one of the largest companies in the world. It is, has this yep. like monopolistic position as the search engine, right? Everyone's using Google. Everyone's helping train Google. It continues to get better and better, faster than any of the other competitors. And it's managed to stay dominant for the better part of 20 years. Um, how do you think the search ecosystem will unfold on Noster? Is Noster Band in a similar position as Google, where if you can aggregate enough data, if you can be the like best source of truth, everything kind of flows through Noster Band, or because this is an open system, is are we going to see a different kind of like uh, a different ecosystem at maturity where there may be multiple search providers? I would say that the this power law distribution is not like there's nothing unique about Google uh, here, like any industry, especially the information technology industry results in like one biggest player and then several smaller players and then like very long tail tiny players that nobody knows about and so i don't think that nostr is different in any way here and i think businesses that are built on nostr and like various verticals including search will end up somewhere at a similar place where there's like a dominant player, one or two, and a bigger, big long tail. Uh, the hope around Noster is that we, due to the Noster architecture, uh, the world will be able to resist like monopolistic capture by the dominant player where they just start building walls like data modes, all this startup play where uh, regulatory capture, uh, God knows what, what other stuff they do to like prevent you from having option to switch from Google to something else. Like, for instance, you cannot uh, choose a you cannot set up a different search engine in your browser in Chrome. You can only choose from five of them. And which five are like added there 
is like at Google's discretion. They choose not to let you switch a search engine. On Noster, hopefully due to openness of everything and due to like how the ecosystem evolves today, hopefully it is going to evolve this in similar vein. Uh, you will have more choice to switch if your like search provider starts abusing its power. So that that's kind of my view on this. I see. Now you're saying hopefully, in when you when you speak about the future of Noster, what is the opposite case? Can you make the case for a future where we do have that same regulatory capture or data moats, or what does that look like if if Noster doesn't evolve the way? that you hope it will? Well, uh, I don't think that Nostr as it is can like devolve into something that was captured. I just think Nostr might not succeed. Like if the adoption stops and mm, I don't know if all app stores ban all Nostr apps, if Google starts banning Nostr websites, then it it will die inevitably, like especially right now where when it's so small. And so uh, if it does succeed, then I think its architecture is uh, promising. Uh, but if it doesn't, like if it dies, then that's it. We're going to stay with uh, how it is with centralized services. Uh, I see. Yeah. So if it does succeed, it's probably built in a robust enough way to counter any attempts at, you know, gating access to content or building up, you know, walled gardens. It it probably has the structure to uh, eliminate that risk. But the big risk being, since it's so small, it it may just, it may just die before it gets that opportunity to to succeed. Yeah. Like Um, if, if we don't, if we collectively, like the Noster developers and the ecosystem as it is today, if we don't come up with apps and usage of this protocol that is so compelling to a lot of people that they like drive the adoption, uh, if we don't do that and if we all lose interest in Noster and then everyone else around us does the same, then it will die. If we do find uh, a great application for Noster. Maybe it's the Twitter clone thing. I don't like. I'm not hundred percent sure of that, but maybe it is, uh, or maybe it's something else. Uh, mm-hmm. so. Now, you probably have access to the best data on on Noster uh, of anyone building in this space. So I want to maybe. Step back here just to give folks uh, an overview of the Nostra ecosystem. I'd love to hear, you know, key themes or uh, any kind of data, any metrics you're looking at and watching closely about Nostra, just to give people an idea of how this ecosystem is progressing. Yeah, so we've got this uh, subdomain stats.nostra.band where you can see live stats from most of the network probably uh, like 
all the stuff that our crawlers are downloading. And uh, well, I've built this dashboard specifically for myself to like be to have a like a realistic view on how the Nostra ecosystem is evolving. Like this dashboard is not a PR uh, thing for to promote Nostra or anything like this. And uh, that's why the like the first graph you see here is daily trusted pub keys writing events. What it means is how many people are actually using this thing, like at or like at least doing some action there, not just reading but like posting a like, posting a comment or something. And that's the metric that I'm looking at, and uh, it's pretty static in the last two months and maybe it's even declining a little bit just like if you look at the google trends and type noster there you will see basically a very high correlation between like my graph and google trends graph which tells me that my graph is probably okay and valid and uh so what you see there is that Noster attracts a lot of people daily, but they mostly churn away. And so the number of people that are actively using Noster is pretty static. And uh, so this is kind of... Uh, the good thing here is that some people are sticking around and some people are actually staying here and... Uh, they keep building and they keep uh, using Nostr. Yeah. The bad thing is that so many people are leaving and we still, like six months in, haven't figured out like why. There was a lot of work done by all major clients around onboarding, around offering various ways to like uh, customize your feed, to maybe get more diverse or interesting content. But it doesn't seem to have paid off yet. Uh, so a lot of work ahead, I would say. Yeah. When I look at those charts, I, I follow the stats.noster.band very closely. And I, when I look at those charts, I kind of think about the earliest days of Bitcoin. And I... I I don't even think there was, uh, you know, published and, and reputable data sources in the very first few years. But even in, you know, 2013, 2014, 2015, and, and up to 2017, what I think you see in the Bitcoin price charts is you see really strong moves up and then like slow, drawn out, you know, decreases in price for sometimes over a year. Um, and I wonder if you think that those two are like, do you, do you think that the Nostra protocol is going to have a similar adoption curve as Bitcoin, where you have like massive spikes, everyone gets interested all at once, you know, friends are talking about it and, and there's just this enthusiasm that rushes in and then this kind of like fade out and, and over, you know, multiple cycles, at least what we've seen in Bitcoin is that each time the price tends to be higher and that we do get more people 
even though a lot of them leave after that kind of initial mania has died down, uh, many of them return or many of them kind of like discover it later on. Is that a good way to think about how Nostra adoption might occur? Or do you think it'll be adopted in a different fashion? I'm not sure it's going to be following a similar path. Although, although you could argue that most technologies, just like I don't know, the internet itself, probably followed the similar like cycle pattern of cycles where women bust cycles. So, if this if Nostr grows organically then it will probably grow in a similar boom and bust cycles where some new app shows up and it attracts like the next 1 million or 5 million people, maybe. But then it sort of uh, uh, cools down. But then there is a chance that some application is built that just grows like a... like. Some company comes here and builds an application that grows just like a startup social networking applications do grow sometimes. Then it might grow much faster without like bumps. So uh, I'm not uh, I'm not trying to like spend too much time thinking about this because uh, it's I think it's unknowable sort of. And uh, what I have to like prepare for as a someone who is trying to build a company is like I have to at least survive, and so I have to think and expect that it will take long and probably longer than I expect uh, for Nostr to grow, and uh, that's like what I'm preparing for. Yeah. Now, as a builder, what can you do to kind of spur on more adoption? What, what are some of the things that you think uh, other builders in the ecosystem, other users of Nostr, like what can be done today to kind of push for more adoption, get more people on board? What, what are we kind of you know, missing when, when you see these charts kind of flatlining? I think, I think now we're about eight or 10,000 daily active i think trusted pub keys right is that the that's the metric yeah um yeah. so we've got about eight or ten thousand individuals and maybe they're not exactly perfectly correlated to people but i think that's roughly correct um how do we get that to eighty thousand or eight hundred thousand yeah i i would say that's the like the biggest problem like question that everyone on Nostra is trying to answer. And I don't think there is a way to like think through, like to come up in your head with an answer. We collectively just have to build different things and uh, try them. And that that's what, what's happening right now. Like mm-hmm. uh, all, those, all those initiatives for supporting builders with grants or... Uh, promotion of various in various ways or hackathons or this all this stuff i think it kind of works in the proper direction we get more ideas thrown out there and uh i think the core uh protocol 
is like interesting and different enough so that something will stick eventually. And uh, so I think we're in the right direction. It just it's just unknown, like to me at least, how much time it's going to take. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Just a quick message from our sponsor, Voltage. Voltage empowers engineers to integrate Bitcoin and Lightning Network payments into their business stack with an enterprise-grade experience. The team at Voltage is building the complete toolset so that you can do more than simply spin up nodes, but also understand and interpret your nodes' data. Their new product, Surge, gives engineers the capability to quickly solve problems and optimize operations. With node insights and visibility through time series data, you get dynamic and complex insights never available before. You can get complete control with insanely fast onboarding, advanced client-side encryption, and zero management infrastructure, making backups, networking, and upgrades simple. Get a free seven-day trial today at Voltage.cloud. Now, I think I think in a lot of people's heads, there's still this notion that Noster is decentralized Twitter. It is effectively a replacement for it, or that it that Nostra only does that one thing. I want you to kind of debunk this idea and share some of the apps or ideas that people are throwing around, all those new things that could garner that next wave of adoption. What, what are some of the cool ideas and you know products that you're seeing uh, among builders in the space? Yeah, so the uh, Nostra like spec and intro is heavily focused on like social use case and even uh, narrower on the Twitter short notes use case. And uh, that's why the first clients were uh, made around this these features and that's why everyone knows about them. But like the Nostr protocol itself uh, allows any type of data to be transferred and to be like stored on relays and distributed to clients. And so when people realized that they started building very different things and most of those things are still somewhat in the social category. Many of them are in productivity category, but then some of them are, especially like lately are more in AI, uh, machine-to-machine uh, communication things or uh, things like distributed order books for exchanges of something or marketplaces. Or I've just watched the your conversation with Tony from Mutiny Wallet where you're discussing the Nostra Wallet Connect idea like here you someone is using Nostr to connect to their lightning wallet and like no creator of Nostr ever thought about like this thing being used for connecting to your wallet uh, to your to your lightning wallet so the interesting use cases that are pretty well known are let's say highlighter and uh, this idea of like annotating things out there on the internet and then discussing them collectively. And then there are lists of various 
kinds, sort of analogous to Pinterest or something where you can, or uh, link lists like delicious, where you can like save various links or pictures or texts. And then other people can look at your lists, can share them, etc. And uh, what do you have here? Then there is like different kinds of social networks, like someone is building uh, Reddit style Nostra clients where there are sort of closed communities, moderated communities. And then there are long form nodes where you can just publish longer form content and there are clients that resemble like medium or uh, any other like uh, long form text platforms mm -hmm. and then there are then there are clients that sort of try to present Nostra notes in a more Instagram like way they just select the posts with pictures and show you the beautiful uh, feeds yeah. of pictures and then there is live streaming there's zap.stream website and I guess a couple of other clients support it too where a live stream is announced on Nostr you're joining the stream on Nostr, you're commenting on the stream on Nostr and uh, let's see what else there's music app you can do. You can post music on on Noster, and then some people are going to discover it, and uh, they can play it, and they can share it, and they can add to their playlist. And uh, let's see what else. The there's Noster Bounties website, which is by the way needs your attention out there, contributors. If anyone wants to improve it, so you can go there and post a bounty for improving some Nostra client or any other dev job for that matter. And uh, what else? Stemster is a very interesting project where these guys, they've been working on it for, I guess, several months and made their first releases like several weeks ago where uh, you can uh, create music using Noster, where your music track that you've created can be posted on Noster and then taken by other creators uh, and remixed and reposted on Noster. And then each of those tracks contains some metadata of who like created it, which parts of it, which parts of it were taken from which track, etc. So you get kind of very interesting social graph, I guess, in the in the music tracks. And then yeah. there's Ostrich work website, which allows you to post job offers on Noster. Why not? Like LinkedIn is not much different from any other like social graph. There are badges where people invent their own badges and then award them to everyone 
and uh, there's a Nostra chat widget which you can put on your website and let your visitors like use it to communicate with you or to comment on your site. Yeah. Uh, so there's a wide see. array. There's a ton yeah, of different yeah. things here. In I mean, you yeah. you mentioned a bunch. You mentioned productivity, machine to machine stuff, uh, Nostra Wallet Connect, music and remixing. I I think a lot of people when they uh, when they looked at Nostr in through the Twitter lens, they went, "Oh, this is a place where I can't get banned or I can't get kicked off. Uh, there's always if as long as there's a relay that I can connect to, they can't kick me off. They can't get rid of me." Why are people flocking to all these other use cases? It seems like some of these may go beyond the censorship resistance, right? Like for a productivity app, for example, what you know, I don't know anyone's complaining about censorship there. So what are the other draws for people to build on Nostr and then to get to, for users to start using these products on Nostr beyond just this promise of censorship resistance? Yeah, so beyond the censorship resistance idea, which I would say is not even that sort of attractive for the vast majority of population, they just don't care. Uh, uh, the thing that Nostr does is it brings interoperability uh, like to the ecosystem because you have servers, relays, which you can talk to uh, using a well-defined simple protocol and uh, they promise to store your data and that data is structured and that structured data, there are specifications, NIPs, Nostra improvement proposals, uh, where like, if you figured out how to properly describe, let's say music, a music track, then the spec is written and everyone knows how to represent music on Nostra now. And so if someone publishes a music track from some app, then all the other apps can see that music track too. And so this is not like world, world gardens that exist in centralized platforms create. It's an open uh, field where if you build an app and this app is maybe marginally better than the other app, uh, people might actually switch to your uh, better user experience because the data is very similar in every app. They have access to all the data and you also have access to all the users, like the, not to the social graph. Like if you follow someone in one app and you switch apps, then you, your client, your new app have, has access to the same uh, social graph you're following. And uh, so this kind of opens up very interesting possibilities that have never actually been available to people where like the old internet, there is like data layer and representation layer, how, how data looks. It's all like, there's no like data layer there. There is no common API on the internet. You just open a website and it shows you the job offer, let's say, and website A 
shows it differently than the website B. But on Nostr, there's like this data layer, a common layer where data formats are standardized. And so every app can use, can have access to the same data. And it in theory allows for a huge boost in innovation because like you don't have to spend money on acquiring users and getting data. You you launch your app and it has access to all the data and all the users already. And uh, that's very interesting to people. And, And they sort of, it takes a while to like appreciate this and to think this through and to uh, actually try it and see that it works and like, uh, but in six months, a lot of people started getting and uh, a lot of apps have been created. And even like the main, like the vast majority of people who uh, only talked about like social use case of Nostr they are starting to pay attention to like all those different sides of Nostr that are uh, rising. Uh, that's very mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. So like when I think about interoperability on Nostr and, and trying to kind of compare that to the web uh, today, I think about one use case I think about is messaging where like I have a hundred different messaging apps or places where a message could end up on, on the web today. And I have to go manually to each, you know, my email inbox, my Twitter inbox, my Facebook and Instagram and all the other, all the places that I have the possibility of receiving a message and none of them really talk to each other. And so I imagine there's some, there's some kind of use case there for someone to build this on Nostra where every app that has the potential to send a notification or a message or some kind of some kind of information to, to me privately can, can now they can kind of all talk to each other and, and work together. Um, but you're right. Like wrapping your head around this interoperability thing is a really difficult thing. You have to take a while to appreciate that. Uh, are there any other interesting kind of second order effects of this interoperability on Nostra? Anything that you kind of, if you look around the corner that you go, you know, now that we have interoperability, we could do X, Y, and Z. What are all those kind of new things that interoperability unlocks? Yeah, well, I would say that the interoperability of Nostr plus the openness of the network and plus the identity with private public keys where each message, each event is signed. These like three things uh, have interesting consequences where like participants on the network can have stable identities, but you can't really know who is like a human and who is not. And so this stable identity can be productive it can do good things or like some things for someone it can interact with people it can uh, transact with people especially given a bitcoin lightning network but you don't really know whether it's a 
person or a software and uh, or a bot or AI, whatever you call it. And no one can really tell. And uh, it kind of changes how the internet works in and how like services are provided on the internet and how competition works on the internet. So like all those centralized platforms, they do KYC in one way or another in order to like maintain the high quality of the service of the services offered on the platform. If you are like participating on a marketplace, you at, at some point are going to have to like KYC to prove like at least that you are at least a human. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, if, like, if you, they request like a phone number verification because they assume that you're going to have to like go and buy a SIM card. So you probably are a real human. Uh, but on Noster, the network allows like infinite amount of AIs, bots to participate. And so that's probably a centralized platforms nightmare on the one hand. But then on the other hand, uh, it will push us to figure out ways to like build a different solution for trust on the internet. Because right now, the way you the way trust works is that you trust the middleman almost all the time while using the internet. Like you're trusting Google that the websites it's showing you are like high quality and nothing is missing. Nothing is like, uh, there's no bias or uh, anything like this. And uh, like almost any service that you're using, the default assumption is that like, this is a, reputable website so it probably offers me reputable uh, peers to transact with and uh, Mm -hmm. if we want to like use Bitcoin in a decentralized way to pay for things on the internet and if we want to to be able to like uh, find signal among the sea of noise that an open network like Noster will become, then we'll have to figure things out. Some things like web of trust, we'll have to like learn how to use it, how to make it work. Uh, so that essentially like you would have some trust graph starting from you as a source. And uh, you would be able to like evaluate whether someone you are going to transact with has any connection with you, whether you essentially have sim, uh, some people that know both of you so that you have some proxy through whom you can trust that person. And so this web of trust thing, it's going to like, uh, if it works, transform the way like commerce and transactions happen on the internet. Hopefully, 
the dependence on those centralized platforms that suck all the margins out of all the business out there in the world. Hopefully their dominance will be uh, become smaller, let's say, and uh, more money will stay like in local pockets. Yeah. So I want to make sure I have this correct. So the centralized platforms are using their own, they're saying, trust us, trust me, I'm Google, trust me, I'm Facebook. We will yeah. show you content that is high quality. It's probably from a human because we're going to use some, we're going to use some like traditional KYC to make sure that you are a human. And on Nostra, we're saying this is going to be messy for a little while. There could be bots and AIs and humans all interacting. We don't quite know how to, uh, how to rank content in this new format, but instead of hiding from that and, you know, enforcing this through traditional KYC procedures, we're going to lean into it and try and develop new mechanisms that can accommodate new kinds of participants on the internet. Is that, is that the right idea? Yeah, I think you've laid it out very nice. And uh, I would say that the mess is going to come anyway, because AI is coming and open source small models uh, released to the public are here. And so everyone is going to build a bot that is very hard to uh, distinguish from a human. And then they're going to like all go to Twitter and post there. And like Twitter has already got huge problems with bots. And now imagine all those bots look like, talk like humans because they have access to the great models. And uh, so this mess is coming and the world is either like, well, I, at least that's how it is in my head. The world mm -hmm. is either going to have to like, say that the only ones who are allowed to use AI are like those big corporations that are uh, doing all the safety checks and applying AI properly. Or we allow this innovation, or maybe we cannot stop this innovation from happening at the local level. But then this mess will come. We'll have to figure it out. And on Noster, uh, it seems like it is at least possible to do that. Because the, this... Uh, stable identities plus the structured data format allows you to like analyze the history of some pub key. Have they been a good citizen, whether they are a human or not? Like, what did they provide good services? Did they uh, deceive their customers? Did they spam? Were they reported often or not? Etc. And uh, and then we will probably be able to like live with AI and live with this army of things that we don't really know whether it's human or not. Yeah. Well, that gives me a lot of confidence hearing you say that. That you know, I also agree that you know, there's no stopping this AI train. Yeah. Um, I don't see a way to kind of roll back the clock and and go back to a 
an internet where we where we expect everyone to be a human um and you know leaning into that and finding out what what tools can we now use given that ai is not stopping ai is accelerating um and so i i, I hope that we can come up with some interesting new mechanisms for that uh one of which i wonder if if lightning payments play a role in ranking content on nostra i know we've seen limited usage of that like mostly in the context of zapping people's posts on Noster, um where it's just it's it's more or less like a a donation or a tip at some point like a, a zap in that context where where people are kind of showing their appreciation with money using lightning do you think that lightning will become more embedded in the Noster ecosystem as like a tool for ranking if post gets a certain number of sats rank it higher than the one that didn't uh are there other interesting use cases for money as a ranking tool in Noster? okay so i would say that lightning has to be integrated into Noster if the ecosystem is to like develop any further because right now there's no way to compensate relays for all the resources that they spend on storing and serving clients and storing events. There's no like protocol level uh, way to compensate them. And uh, without it, I don't see how this network can like scale. Because right now there's almost no spam because no one, no one cares. And uh, I would say that like a single bad actor, like a kid at home can take down most of the relays today. Uh, the, really? uh, the access to the proxy like servers is very cheap. There are like, you can access like a million IP addresses for several bucks essentially. And the, uh, it's very hard to stop this thing unless you are like charging everyone who talk, who tries to talk to you because like normally all servers require, require authentication. That's like sort of a KYC. Like, are you a good citizen here? And if you're not, I'm going to ban your identity, but on Noster at the protocol level, there's no, at least it's not mandatory. Uh, to authenticate your clients. And so you have to like serve everyone, but you can't really serve everyone if uh, they start spamming you. You have to get compensated for that, for all the access. So that's like where I think Lightning has to be integrated uh, at the protocol mm -hmm. level. And that's a very important thing. But uh, the ranking... I, I think it's much trickier. Uh, so the idea of using Zaps or Lightning or any other like real value for ranking is that, well, this value is like, it's, it's a cost. You can add, a, if, if this post was costly to create, then it might be, or 
if people spend their like money by zapping this post, then it's probably a good one. That's like a more or less good idea in terms of ranking, but the problem is that it can be gamed and it's pretty easy to fake zaps. And even if it wasn't easy to fake zaps, you can always do wash zaps, like zap yourself from like anonymous account. And right. uh, so the real like costly thing you can do is you can burn uh, Bitcoin in one way or another. Like if there's there was a provable burn, then this like that's a real cost, like undeniable. You couldn't wash it. Uh, mm -hmm. But th that's not anywhere on Nostr at this point. Uh, I don't think anyone is trying to like integrate this. And then there is this idea of proof of work, where you would have to like run a lot of CPU cycles to prepare. Uh, a node ID or pubk such that it has like a lot of zeros at the front end, which means like you, it was costly to create. Right. I don't think I don't think this idea would work better than like the Lightning payments. Well, first of all, it doesn't work for reads. You you don't you can't like use it to protect from rogue readers that are going to spam your relay. You can only protect from writes from like the stream of uh, events that are requesting to be saved on your relay. Mm -hmm. And then and then the in this case this proof of work is a pure waste. Like in Bitcoin the hashing that is spent to produce a new Bitcoin is then reused because this same Bitcoin is going to be like transacted over and over and over. And so this waste of energy is not really a waste. It, it, it will amortize like to a tiny amount. But here, like you will essentially boil the oceans to just prove that you are not a bot. Right. Where instead you you could just send someone lightning payment to the relay owner, and uh, compensate them for their work. So, I don't think like the Zaps Lightning will be the core of a new ranking algorithm. I think they are going to be a part of it, but only like probably as like a secondary uh, metric after the trust ranking metrics where like I could say that if I zap, you could say that if I zap this guy 1 million sets and this guy 100,000 sets, then I probably trust the first guy more. So you can like ma make such inferences, but, uh, they're quite limited. And so uh... I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Just a quick message from our sponsor, Stackwork. Stackwork is a lightning powered platform for generating high quality transcripts of all your audio or video content. They combine AI engines and hundreds of human workers all over the world who are paid over the lightning network to assemble these transcripts. 
And that's what lets StackWork create better, faster, and less expensive transcripts. To see the results for yourself, you can check out my personal website where I host transcripts for all my podcast episodes. If you want to learn more about StackWork, visit stackwork.com. That is S-T-A-K work.com. I want to get into the latest project that you released. You announced this on Noster a few days ago. Uh, It's called Spring, and it's a Noster browser. I want to understand a little bit more about what role this browser plays in the Noster ecosystem and why this is important. Yeah, so like we talked about how Noster is allows for interoperability, uh, which is great. But then today there is no like infrastructure for running all those apps that you that might like come up uh, and have already been created. Like there's more than 80 apps published on nosterapp.link, which is a Noster client that allows you to publish your apps on Noster. And so let this interoperability means that you can, let's say, view the same profile in different apps, or you can view the same event in different apps, or you can open a link to a Noster event. Yeah, like you can, you might wish to open it in many different apps. And, uh, Today you do that manually. You like copy a Noster IDE, then you go and open your favorite client, and then you like paste the ID somewhere in the URL. You have to like figure things out manually. And uh, so that was like the precursor to this idea of maybe there should be a browser supporting all this like a browser that understands that there exist Noster apps and this string is a Noster ID. And if you click on it, then you want it to open some Noster app. And uh, and then it would also, of course, like store your keys and across the apps so you wouldn't have to like paste your keys into every app. So... This was like the initial thinking that Noster browser makes sense. Uh, and then while we started like playing with this idea, uh, even the like earliest uh, prototypes were quite like useful. Like they really changed the way I was using those apps at, and I really started like using all those smaller apps because of the convenience of like switching between them. And uh, so we sort of started paying much more attention to this project. And uh, and then we got some designs from Noster community. And so the project started looking good. And uh that, that's where we are now. Like we made the first release last week and uh, working on the uh, getting to Android Play Store. And uh, let's see where it goes. Yeah. 
And so because there is this interoperability between all these different apps, because you can kind of store your identity in the browser, um, and, and because there's so many different things that you could do on Noster, is this browser going to be a competitor or a replacement for something like Chrome or any kind of a traditional browser that someone might use on the web? Is this supposed to be like uh, flexible enough to accommodate the entire spectrum of Nostra apps and eventually be the only tool that someone uses to kind of browse the internet? Yeah, like my personal goal is to replace Chrome, at least like on my Android phone for now, but then eventually the Chrome on desktop and like everywhere. The so the you, you can look at it this way. Like right now, Nostr is pretty small. You there's like a social network is probably like two things. It's like the content and it's a set of like interactions that you can have with that content, like what you can do with it. If you on on traditional Nost uh, social networks, the number of interactions you can do is limited by the platform. Uh, but like they have huge scale. Uh, on Monster, the number of interactions you can have is like unlimited, essentially, like it's just limited by the creativity of people here. But there is not enough content because the network is small now. But if you connect the existing web with all those things you can like uh, build by adding Nostra there, uh, you might actually like new products and use cases might emerge, which you wouldn't even think about like right now. So let's say the highlighter idea where you would highlight something on the web page, anything, and you would publish it on Noster so that other people would discover this uh, article and you could discuss it. That's cool. You can now, inside Noster browser, do this on any content out there on the web, like on Wikipedia or anywhere. Then there is like data vending machines spec that uh, Pablo has created, which allows you to interact with a free market of AIs or some other services. Well, now, if you are browsing the web through the Nostr browser, which has integrated access to those data vending machines, then there's like a hundred different things you can do with the content on the internet. You can translate anything. You can uh, transcribe like podcasts. You can uh, generate images, summaries of articles, etc. And uh, this might make sort of Noster a tool first. And so people would install, let's say, Noster browser as a tool to enhance their web browsing experience through all those interesting services that can be uh, provided mm -hmm. through this integration with Nostr. But then they, the content that they that these people produce, whether it's like 
job offers for the data vending machines or comments and highlights and likes and reviews and uh, God knows what else, they will uh, grow the Noster content network itself. And so uh, that might be like the interesting way to grow Noster. See, you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, the possibility of Google taking action to kind of like basically kill Noster or, or effectively, you know, make it so that Noster cannot succeed. Is there a risk that Google does the same for this Noster browser project? And how do you mitigate that? How do you kind of make sure that whatever you're building is anti-fragile, that it is not, you know, a one-click shutoff for Google if it gets too big? How do you make sure that it, it you know, lives on? Well, Right now, I don't think anyone really has any leverage against like Google and Apple. Like most of the normal people are accessing any content or any apps or any websites through software that is built by these corporations. And so if they want to shut something down, they probably will. But uh, there are several initiatives that are like uh, building tools and infrastructure to uh, distribute content and distribute apps. Uh, outside of those world gardens. And so we definitely have to like be there. Uh, and we will build the Noster browser for like all, all the platforms and both for iOS and Android and we'll build it for desktop and we'll publish it on F-Droid and anywhere we can. Uh, but like, I don't think this is really what we should be worried about at this point. Like it's a good thing if Google decides eventually to shut us down because it means we are so big that it matters to them. And uh, so... I don't really spend much time thinking about this. I would spend much more time on like building something that some users value and use daily. And uh, that's the way forward, I would say. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, to finish this conversation off, why don't, why don't I give you the floor here and, and give you an opportunity to kind of, for all the people who have listened in, Many probably many of these listeners on my show are Nostra users, or they at least have tried Nostra at some point. Um, what is your message to these listeners? What is your you know if if you're trying to spur them on to try Nostra and start using it and and try the Nostra browser? What what would you like to say to kind of like you know nudge people to to take action here? Yeah, I think the major criticism from sort of Bitcoiner people who have tried Noster and didn't like it and abandoned it. It goes somewhere on the technical side of things where it's like, well, it's probably not going to scale as good as Twitter. The clients are not as smooth as Twitter. No one is going to switch to this thing. So it makes no sense to like spend time on it. Uh, and uh, 
something like this. I would say they should think about Nostra not as like a Twitter clone or replacement, but as a new open network for data communication and uh, data exchange. And uh, there are a lot of interesting things that can be built on such a thing, especially if you connect it with Lightning. Uh, and especially if you have this like community of people who are like freedom oriented and would like good things for the world, uh, you can just sort of uh, dial down your skepticism about Twitter, about replacing Twitter, and instead just try some other apps on Noster and uh, and maybe read the specs. There are like around a hundred, I guess, almost uh, of different specs of what can be what data can be represented on Noster, and maybe something. Uh, out there catches your interest and uh, you will start participating even if you don't like post every day like you would on Twitter mm -hmm. I like that message alright let's let's finish off with the lightning round I do it at the end of every show got some rapid fire mm -hmm. questions for you you ready okay first question if you could only hold one asset for the next decade and it could not be bitcoin what asset would it be? Yeah, that's hard to say. I would have to say it's US dollars, unfortunately. I don't see any other option for me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason the stablecoin market exists, right? It's in high demand. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, have Has there been any book that has changed your view of the world that you want to share with folks today? Um, I don't think it was a book, although there is a book. I most lately the author that changed some ways that I look at the world is uh, Jordan Peterson, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't read him as much lately, like the last year, but a couple of years ago uh, he brought some good ideas to like my mind and they changed the way I look at the world. Nice. Um, finally, if, if you could give a shout out to a builder in either the Bitcoin or the lightning or the Nostr ecosystem for doing great work, who'd you like to give a shout out to? Well, I would say that we all have to give, praise to Pablo on Nostra because he's doing like a job of a research lab alone and uh, showing everyone around him what's possible. And uh, I think he should be supported and maybe anyone else who like has crazy ideas about Nostra, uh, just go out and try them. Like there is nothing uh, stopping you. It's open network. Yeah. Give it a shot. I like it. Um, where can folks go to learn more about you and Nostra Band? 
well, I personally don't have much of a presence anywhere, I guess, except for Noster. And you can go to Noster.band to try the uh, search, Noster search that we have. And you can go to spring.site to try and download the Noster browser that we have released recently. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. I learned a ton and hope we can do it again soon. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, nice chat. I'm recording this outro at the same time that I'm publishing my episode with Alex Leishman, the previous episode. And uh, so I can't see exactly how many sats you guys sent in, in that time span between publishing Alex's episode and Archer's episode. But I can't wait to see what you guys send in next week and I'll share it on next episode. See you soon.